the reality is there's no such thing as a UFO. There are only known objects and unidentified sources of transparency in our government. I'm Chris Cuomo. Welcome to an episode of the Chris Cuomo Project. We are going to the heart of what matters most today. And I know you're thinking, what? I thought you were going to talk UFOs again. And I was like, oh boy, really? Boy, do you have it wrong. I hope you subscribe. I hope you follow. I hope you watch on News Nation at 8 and 11 p. Eastern. And if you're a free agent, check out that merch. You should be paying a lot more attention to the UFO hearings. And not simply because of a fascination with little green men. Although I don't know where the arrogance comes from, from anybody saying there's no way there's any other life anywhere. But there's no such thing as unidentified flying objects and whether or not they exist. Of course they exist. That's the object part. We know they're real. Sometimes they get explained as geese or a plane or a balloon or something else. What's the something else? Why, if somebody knows the something else, if decades have been spent and your money and the personnel that are supposed to work for you and your interests have been working to find out what is something else, why do you know nothing? Why do I know nothing? That's what this is about. Transparency, which breeds trust, okay? And that is what is really the boogeyman, not some far-fetched notion that these things are real. They are real. The question is, what are they from where? And the government knows a lot more. Why won't it tell you? Simple explanations are simply lacking. Well, national defense. What? I don't understand. What do you mean? Why? Whose technology? How come we never hear about it from any of the other countries? Since when is it always true that someone who has great capabilities keeps it quiet? I think history has told us the opposite lesson. Look at Reagan in the 80s with Star Wars. Really worked to settle down the Cold War by letting them know we had a new missile defense system that could also be an offensive system. So I don't buy that. So what is the reason? That's why I'm asking the questions, okay? Not because I'm kooky, not because it's a conspiracy thing. That's all nonsense. Jeremy Corbell is with us today, and he has been researching this as a journalist. He's got the contacts that helped precipitate the hearings we just saw. And he has a great way of relaying why you need to care. Jeremy Corbell. Jeremy, what is the truth? About what, Chris? Oh, you know about what. <laughs> Man, I am searching for the truth. That, that, that's the thing. I, you know, I can tell you from an informed point of view, what I believe the truth to be. But the issue we have is we don't know what the truth is. And that's a a problem for strategic surprise. We're we're talking about UFOs. UFOs, unidentified flying objects, now currently known as UAP. It's the same thing, unidentified anomalous phenomena. That's what they call it now. That's what we're talking about. So what's the truth on that? That's what we're all trying to figure out. Now, I've got an informed opinion, but it's an opinion, Chris. That's where they get us. And they try to limit us to little green men and uh, make absurdist notions. And, you know, look, that part I think is very easy to deal with. I want anybody who believes in God 
to tell me that it's nonsense to believe that there is the potential for life beyond our own and swallow that arrogance while making the same choice to have faith in a higher power. Um, so for me, that's the beginning and the end of, do we need proof? Of course. Otherwise we wind up in the same place we are with faith. You know, you never prove it here. It's about science. But for me, it's about transparency and the idea of, well, you know, you don't know. So why are we even talking about this? No, the question is why I don't know. And who gets to say what I know and I don't know? That's what this is about for me. And I hope that the country can understand the two different ideas here. Whatever we learn, we learn. Um, but their desire to not tell us for the bullshit reason of national security. Yeah, because that really hurt us during the Reagan years with Star Wars. You know, they talked about what we were doing and it totally changed the Cold War dynamic where everybody gave America a couple notches more respect because of what we were working on. So the idea that they can't talk about our abilities is a non-point. But where do you think we've gotten with these hearings? Are we on the road? Okay, so jumping right in, we can do that. But let me just give you an analogy, man. Germs are real. So are UFOs. It's as simple as until we catch up this is not magic. It appears like magic. But until we catch up scientifically and with our material science, we need to try to fight to explain how there are craft of unknown origin that seem to be able to function. They do function in our world with a lack of our understanding scientifically of how they can propel themselves. So, so the bottom line here is, it's not a question anymore if UFOs are real. They're real, they're tangible, they're physical, or there is a physical, tangible aspect to it. However, just because we don't understand it yet, like before the invention of the microscope and our understanding of how like the common cold transmits, then we're in a, we're in a place where we are blinded to the natural world. So we are going to have to eventually we're going to have to write a new map, write a new story about what it means to be human in a world that includes what we are calling UFOs. But to answer your question directly, I'm not sure where your audience is coming from right now. I don't know how educated everybody is. So check it out. We had UFO hearings in Congress. These were historic. Why were they historic? Back in the day, we had a couple hearings. It was always government suits sitting there and they have the impetus to, you know, they have the cause to try to shield the American and global public from truth. This was different. This was different. I helped organize it. This was different because for the first time, we don't have bureaucrats in suits with cause to lie and continue the cover-up. We have direct firsthand just impenetrable records of these individuals. One whistleblower, two pilots, top gun aviating motherfuckers. These guys that talked, I will tell you about them. They're friends of mine. I know them. That's why they were there. So that's why this was different. They told you, I engaged UFOs. We were absolutely powerless 
to their technology, whatever they are, wherever they're from, don't care. I know you're Roman Catholic. Let's talk about religion too. But here we go. Then we have this one guy that says, if it was about anything other than UFOs, the world would be front page everywhere. But he said, I found misappropriation of funds, which by the way, just you're, you're a lawyer. That means theft. So he found theft in black programs, in compartmentalized secret access programs. If it wasn't about UFOs, this would be huge. But because it's about UFOs, they got us. Now it's stigma. Well, the world is changing. You're either going to be informed or you're going to be uninformed. And that's up to you. So thank you for doing this. So what happened at the hearings? We heard for the first time under oath by direct firsthand witnesses that are absolutely impenetrable to stigma, impenetrable to ridicule, and they are impenetrable because of their impeccable service to this nation. That's what people saw on Wednesday. No holds barred. You know, what, what I tell people, and it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm not, is when they're like, yeah, but I just wish you would focus on Hunter, Biden, or Trump, and this and that. I say, you know, there's an irony in that. Forget about my feelings about the poison of the two-party system and how we're just allowing opponents to attack each other for their own benefit and not ours. Let's put all that to the side. You learned more in that UFO hearing than I've really learned in any of the Trump or Biden hearings. How? You know there is more real information to know about what is absolutely in the air, okay? The only part of the UFO or UAP that matters is the O and the P. There is a, an object. There are multiple objects. They're real. It's not made up. They're not fake videos. So they're not even really phenomena because the government has explanations for a lot of it. Unlike what we're learning with Trump questions and Biden questions, which just lead to more questions, but we're not getting any answers. We know there are answers here. The frustration is the people who know the answers feel like they don't have to show up. And that's why I am so interested to see in how Congress deals with this. And I'm so shocked that the Biden administration hasn't grabbed it. If I were in power right now, this is the only no-brainer Full consensus, doesn't matter what stripe you are issue, people care about. And forget about deep state. I would grab hold of this and say, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out more. This and the Kennedy assassination. I'd say, you know what? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna release more information. I'm gonna go call NASA, I'm gonna call whoever it is, whatever clearance you need, I have. So I'm gonna call them and I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna show me what more information you can give right now and I'm gonna put it out because I said so. And I don't know why they don't accept what you're talking about, the stigma. But if people see it as transparency and who's working for whom here, I think you get past that. I'll tell you why. This has been a long search of mine for why. Why this uh, obfuscation? So we will get to ground zero today on, on what is going on with UFOs. Like, we'll do that. But I just wanna drill into something you just said. You said they're real. You're right. UFOs are real. And there's a technological component to UFOs. But, but how do we know that? So let me just clarify for your audience if they're not caught up, because I'm not upset people aren't caught up. It's not their fault. This has been a, a planned darkness 
so people don't know about it. And I understand why it was done, and I understand why we need to get past that now. How do we know that UFOs are real? Here's how we know. UFOs have been part of the human experience since the beginning of recorded human history. You can look at that. Now, what are UFOs? I'm not touching that yet. I'm just saying, are they real? Here's the difference today. The difference today is it's not Uncle Joe, not even Uncle Joe, the fighter pilot, that says he saw something. We have corroborative, visual, and I say tactical evidence when it comes to multi-platforms picking this up using artificial intelligence and integrating the systems. So you've got a pilot saying, I chased the UFO like Commander David Fravor. You've got a guy saying, I filmed the UFO, like Commander Chad Underwood. However, you got these people saying it not as the first point of understanding. You have these people saying it because it's being picked up on multiple sensor platforms from thermal to infrared to our weapon systems. UFOs are real. They are physical and they are tangible. And that's why you know that because we have evidence and we have proof. And now the question is, who are they? Where are they from? Who makes them? Where are their shops? What do they want? You know, all the small little questions. But I'm glad we got there. The world is there now. We know they're real. Now we have the bigger questions to ask. Yeah, look, uh, they wouldn't have the agencies. They wouldn't have, you know, the different black operations if they didn't need them. Nobody's going to waste their time on this kind of stuff. And, you know, the idea that well, if we find out that these are some kind of Iranian or technology, uh, that will hurt America. So, you know, you really shouldn't be even asking this. One, thanks, but no thanks. I'm out of the trust game. Uh, I'm in the trust but verify game. And two, that's okay if it's from China and not from another planet. I, 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 that's not my concern. Would I rather it be from another planet? Yeah. Why? Because I think it would be incredibly restorative of the beauty of humanity and of being open and of believing in more and better. I, th I think it would be great to have more possibilities of understanding. I, I wouldn't default to some stupid movie where they're here to destroy us. If that's what was going to happen, we'd be gone. The only thing that's actively trying to destroy us is us. That, that we know also demonstrably. So I'd rather it that be, that'd be amazing uh, to have something extraordinary. But if it's Iran, okay. And oh, I get it. You don't want them to know. But as we always know, and I've learned this early in this game, Jeremy, I remember once after 9-11 doing a story about anthrax and anthrax being weaponized in a subway by throwing it in after the train goes by. I remember by, that. And it would go all over the place. And people went batshit crazy. Cra You're bananas. telling the terrorists how to kill us. And I was taken by surprise by that because I was like, wait a minute, where do you think I got this information from? You know, this is online in books and manuals and planning. They know already. And similarly, the idea that the Iranians don't know that they just happen to lose one of their probes or wh whoever it is or whatever it is, they know that we have it. So that game doesn't work for me. The only game that works is 
this hurts us if we say what we know. Okay, then go to the gang of eight, get in one of those little skiff rooms and tell them and then let them communicate to us why it's okay that we don't know, but they know. That's how our system works. You're at the heart of it. So check this out. I want to really be clear with you because I feel like you really want to know. So you can communicate by leading by example. Let's talk about this. Why do we know for a fact that this isn't China or Russia or you said Iran? Like, how do we know that for a fact? We got to get there. Ground zero. Let me give you a few points you understand and your audience understands because I don't know where your audience is at. So this is not China. This is not Russia. And sadly, this is not the United States with these vehicles. So again, these have been observed like um, Lieutenant Ryan Graves talks about the cubes with spherical auras. I'll, I'll give you an article from the 60s where a military pilot and a commercial pilot and this was reported in the um, probably Alamogordo news, which is right around the nuclear areas. I believe it was that one. I'll give it to you. I showed it on Rogan's show, right? This document, exact same thing, been happening for a while. But also here's how you know. I mean, I know because I talk with people who their jobs were to go on these ships. When I reported the 2019 swarms of UFOs over 10 Navy warships, and I have all the sources, all the videos, and I give that shit to the Pentagon, and I say, I'm running this story tomorrow. They didn't have some of the footage that they captured that I was able to obtain. They confirmed that what I put out was UAP. Now, imagine my sources that allow me to understand these are not ours. These are not our black technologies. Great. Let's worry. Were they China's? Were they Russia's? We've excluded China. We've excluded Russia because we're worried about strategic surprise and a leapfrog of technology. All you got to know is that in the 80s, George Knapp, my mentor in journalism, came back with classified documents during Glasnost and Perestroika. He's the only reporter that went over there. And he talked with the guys that ran the UFO programs, came back with classified documents at his own peril. And it exposed all of this that they know they're not from here. They know we're researching. They know how many satellites we had dedicated to UFOs. Additionally, China has its own UFO study program, official government program. So does Russia. And they've been durational. If they're theirs, why are they studying them? In these documents, they say they know they're not ours. So let's dismiss that right now. Sure, some UFOs, uh, for, I've talked to pilots, they've been the UFO. I've talked to pilots and people have misidentified their craft. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the other machines. We're talking about the machines that, that Commander David Fravor said outpaced, outmaneuvered, and outperformed his capabilities in the most badass FA-18 that he was a top gun head of the Black Aces. This is the closest you get to Tom Cruise on planet Earth. He was powerless. The maneuverability, the material science, the capability was so far beyond. And by the way, this is a guy, he can't say it, but this is a guy that has a job right now that would know what we are projecting to do with our material science and our warfare machines for the next 30 years. That's his job right now. I can't say it, but he did, he, he, you know, that is the position he has. So what we're dealing with, it made me sad. They're not ours. So, so now we got to figure out 
whose are they? And I don't remember your original question, but I wanted to make sure your audience understands we got to get on the same page with what we know. We know they're not ours. There's only one box. Um, there, there, there's one box other than it's extraterrestrial. The only other box is, but interestingly, and I, I was a little surprised by this, not to sound uh, mean, but I was surprised. AOC, I thought she was just making a, a straight, I hate the man play when she was talking about corporations. But there is space, no pun intended, for that line of questioning here. Are these private corporations that are producing things that our government doesn't even know about? Not that they're government contractors. Let's dismiss that now. Let's get there. Because if that were to be the case, Elon Musk should get a refund, man. What's going on? I will tell you this I know for a fact which is that these programs, and I can prove it to you, Chris, if you want, these programs have been sequestered into private industry illegally as a way to avoid Freedom of Information Act requests on these technologies. I have personally spoken with people that have gone on record with me that have worked on non-terrestrial craft not made here on Earth, as famously said in the New York Times by Dr. Eric Davis, who was read into a UFO programs for a weapon system. These are not our private industries as we know them. Nobody can replicate this technology with our current material science, which would require a, a printing on the atomic level to create the metamaterials. And if people don't know what metamaterials means, I will walk you through it because I'm kind of thick-headed and I've been on like a 10-year journey to understand stuff and I've been let into rooms I never thought and scientifically understand things now that I didn't before. These are not, sadly, our private industry. Now, now they may be working on this and getting what they call derivative technologies. We did not make these. Where are they from? UFOs. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from AG1. Listen, my brothers and sisters, you know that I take my health seriously, right? I'm an aging athlete. I'm dealing with long COVID. That's why AG1 is a big part of my game, and I have been taking it for many years. Why? Because it's one and done. I don't have to worry about the combinations. I don't have to worry about the price the same way. It's so much less expensive than taking all these things separately. And... It's the deliverability. It's just a scoop and a glass of warm water for me, but you can put a scoop of it in whatever you want. And boop, down the hatch, and that's that. People ask me all the time, AG1, do you really take it? Yeah, it's all over my house. And I've been drinking it for a long time, and I think it works. I have partnered with AG1 for so long because they make a high-quality product that I trust to have as part of my routine every day. So you want to replace whatever you're doing now? Start AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash ccp. That's drinkag1.com slash ccp. Check it out. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Cozy Earth. Let me tell you, bedding matters. And this isn't just me telling you this. In a recent survey... Seven out of 10 parents said that they get an average of three hours of sleep a night in the baby's first year. Hello, Greg. Now, 
Mommies need quality sleep, and bedding will matter. There are other variables, but here's one that you can control, okay? When we made the switch to Cozy Earth, I noticed the difference. I did not know that fabric or textiles could really be temperature sensitive, meaning if it's cold, they keep you warm. If it's warm, they can kind of cool you off. I did not know that. I know it now because I have Cozy Earth, okay? So this Mother's Day, why don't you treat the mamas in your life to the luxury they deserve with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize her self-care and sleep health? Doesn't she deserve it? Mm-hmm. Don't forget, use my promo code Chris at checkout and you get 35% off at CozyEarth.com, okay? When you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop-down and that will make me very happy. Why are you sad if you really believe that these are from another planet? I'm not sure what I believe on that. Well, if they're, they're not ours, I thought you meant like humankind's. There's um, a but there's- huge barrel of options that we can go through, about five or seven of what that means to be non-human technology. But anyway, go on. Why was I sad? Let's talk about that. Well, why would you be sad if it's non-human technology? Other than Man, like if we're now going to get caught in the matrix, you know what I mean? And no. that like machines are making stuff to take over on us because then even a guy who's got your skill set uh, isn't going to be safe because, uh, you know, eventually someone will twist you up because they'll be made out of platinum. I, I don't know my skill set anymore, man. I'm a different guy than I was. I'm a, I'm, for your audience, I'm a, I'm a reformed uh, martial athlete. I, I can't train the same way anymore, Chris. So I'm not a tough guy. I'm a curious guy. So check this out. The sweetest men that I know are because of their capabilities. So guys like you and my instructors and coaches are always so sweet, got zero bully in you, so nice because you need to prove nothing to any other man and they can say whatever they want to you and you are ready for it. I thought about it the first time I met you and I looked you up obviously and in doing the homework, I was like, oh, this is why this guy is so non-confrontational because He's a, a jujitsu black belt. You know what I mean? This guy has been rolling around and understanding the interplay of even, you know, uh, how, how to bring in your best capabilities with yoga and martial arts. And tra- That's why. They, he doesn't worry about hype or any kind of posturing because it doesn't affect you because you know what to do if you have to do it. But I am, I am pugnacious by nature, so I might be non-confrontational. And I, I do think that, you know, we have to love each other more. But the deal is this, man. Um, you know, at my core... You know, everything you've done in your life informs you to this day. You know, I am fighting for something that I want to know about. And I'm fighting really fucking hard. And and I'm doing it sometimes. And I know that I push hard on it. But how else are we going to get there, dude? Oh, no, the warrior spirit. The warrior spirit applies in this. You know, you don't have to have your ears filled up with fluid for you to be in there battling it out. And that's what you're doing. And I appreciate it. And I want your insight. So the idea of being sad that it's not us, why, instead of excited? It is exciting. Maybe I'll clarify, but I mean, I remember the first time where I had a substantive conversation with somebody in position to know, and I I can't describe the situation just because of 
the people involved. But why I was sad was that I really thought we had cracked it. I thought humanity was about to be able to emerge into a new understanding of the fabric of our relationship to the universe around us, a, a new era of material science. I thought if, if these are ours, man, then, then we got it, man. We're going to evolve to the point of non-destruction to humankind. But when I realized that we've been hiding this and criminally keeping the scientific community from collaborating by keeping these compartmentalized, I realized we haven't cracked it. Whoever cracks it first, they fucking win. There is no turning back. These propulsion systems, I will tell you, fact, are considered at the level of weapons of mass destruction by our intelligence agencies. I know that as a fact, Chris. So that is disturbing that we haven't been able to replicate and duplicate. We get some like derivative technologies. So it made me sad because I was like, for human beings, man, we have to be able to understand and harness this type of technology so we do not self-destruct. Now, they can be flipped the script the other way, right? And these things are really deadly serious when it comes to whoever replicates it first. That's why we're in a secret Cold War right now. And we are with, with other nations that might not use it the same way. I was also kind of like sad about it because go America. Like we've been on it. We've had these longer than anybody. I mean, I, I'm a patriot. You know, I, I will not do something as a journalist, nor would you to, to harm our nation. What we're going to do is inform the public because check this out. You know, the truth is the, the illness, the sickness, the disease, the corrosive acid, that's the secrecy. And the, the only medicine is transparency. Because if we don't know, I've never asked daddy to tell me there's no such thing as, you know, the boogeyman, right? I want to know because I'm a human on this earth like everybody else. We're all on this together. Who gives you the right? I never asked you. I never told you to shield me from what the reality and the truth of the world is. So that's where I'm coming from. And that's why public knowledge is important on this above almost anything. The only world where I can understand you hold part of this back is if it can be used to just detonate the world and to just implode it. Now, everybody knows we have the atomic program. Everybody knows that, but we don't go around giving out schematics to build micro atom bombs. So it's the same kind of thing. We have a need to know. The American public and the global public have a need to know, not just a right to know. We have a need to know. And I feel a duty to find out. And I'm going to say it. And we're all going to say it. We're going to say it together. That's why we're having this conversation. Because when we learn more, we're going to report on it. You and me. So what are the buckets of possibility? Oh, these are fun, dude. These are like, these are like thought experiments, right? So just to, because a lot of people don't think about this. I get it, man. Look, I... I People don't know this about me, so I'm going to be just real with you. I have a bunch of businesses. My businesses are real estate. That's how I make my money. No one's ever asked, so I've never told, but I'm telling you, right? So for me, this UFO thing is pure passion, weaponized curiosity. I'm like, I can't be a passive consumer. I have to be an active participant. So for me, this is passion. 
So, so what is it? This is my, the most fun stuff to talk about because I don't know the answer. So one, you'd say extraterrestrial. What does that mean? That means either not from here originally and living here, or that means not from here and visiting here, okay? Then you have the idea of extratemporal, that maybe these are just humans from another time coming back to make sure we don't push the red button. So extraterrestrial, extratemporal. Then there's one way above my pay grade, which is extra dimensional. And, and I believe what that means is almost like a layered cake and you can push a knife through it. Everything's here all at once, all the time. But you're seeing these perforations in that firmament of something we don't understand about the nature of the reality that surrounds us. I believe that's a good explanation for extra dimensional, but get a physicist on somebody without too much hubris, you know, that can talk to you about it, but that's hard to do. Then, you know, one of my favorites is this idea that whoever these operators and builders of these machines are, they were here before us. That wouldn't be extraterrestrial. Some sort of hidden breakaway civilization that evolved maybe from directed panspermia, the idea that intentional directed panspermia to seed, you know, the planet Earth because there's tons of us. There's tons of planet Earths. But my favorite one, Chris, my favorite one, because now we're just spitballing, right? Understand the difference. I'm telling you the difference. We're spitballing because, uh, you know, this can get weird when we talk about UFOs. But my favorite one is this idea I call techno-terrestrial, just for fun. But some of the evidence does lead me to feel this way, which is that there's an innate human drive to technologically advance, that this was built into us, our curiosity, that there was a directed kind of panspermia thing of genetics, that this is going on everywhere, and that the idea is Life itself is so precious that any habitable place you want to put it, let it grow, let it develop, let it be part of a larger kind of internet of community of beings in our just ginormous multiverse. I don't know. So, so that's, that's like the most fun. So I just gave you like four of what it could be, and I know there's more. That's why David Grush, like a baller, stood up there and he said, I like to call them NHI, non-human intelligence. Why? Strategically, to keep all options open for what it is, scientifically, what it is that we are seeing, experiencing, have recovered and studied. Does that make sense? It does, because I'm open. Um, the, the burden here is, and it shouldn't be, uh, this really shouldn't be as simple to dismiss as it is for people, because there are people who believe all kinds of crazy shit, okay? Yeah. We have, you know, the actor who's at the middle of one of the biggest movies in America right now really believes that the three-letter agencies are out to get him and that the Democrats run a pedophile ring. And so there's lots of crazy shit that people believe, but halfway through your explanation, they want to say, oh, what's he talking about, Wakanda? You know, did these things come from Wakanda? Is that where they're from? Like, well, I don't know, though. I mean, we're spitballing. You know, we don't yeah, know. But what I'm saying is the idea that, well, this is crazy. This guy's talking about different dimensions. Yeah. And you're talking about half the political system being a sex trafficking ring. And you're okay with that. That's going to inform your vote. 
But this guy being open to the idea that, well, there must be a wild explanation for something no one can explain here. That's too much for you. Okay. That's too much. I hear you. I hear you. But this is not a wild explanation. These are just, you know, options that are open. You know, I am even open to the options that I, that I am unaware could exist. But the thing is, we can all agree. So 10 years ago, you can see a video clip of me saying this. I say, the question we're asking is wrong. We're asking, do UFOs exist? That's, if you, if you know anything about this, that's the wrong question. The question is, in people's mind, which is also wrong back then, and I was saying it was wrong, was, are they coming here? Now, why did I say that? Because the universe is so vast, you talk to any physicist, any scientist, any astrophysicist, astrobiologist, they'll tell you, the universe is so vast. This is before we found like tons of exoplanets. Of course, life is somewhere else. Of course, there are what we call extraterrestrials, maybe even just microbial form, even in our own solar system. It's not too wild to say that. But back then I was saying, we got that wrong too, though. The hubris of human beings thinks that distance matters, that we have to travel. Like when we had horses, could you imagine at that time a Tesla car? No, you couldn't. I mean, you really couldn't. You'd be a special person if you did. So where we're at with this is everybody agrees there's life out there. It's got to be statistically. And then people didn't agree on our physics and how things could be traveling here. Well, how they believe these craft operate based on observational data and extensive research for decades, they manipulate, if not generate, gravity. So if that's the case, this is what flipped my script. You didn't ask me how I got interested in this. How I got interested in this, I heard this dude talking on the radio named Bob Lazar, the most controversial figure in this whole thing, right? Because he said all of this in 1989 to George Knapp. That's how you know about Area 51, right? At that time, in 1989, this idea that you could travel from point A to point B, but that we have to have the false speed of light to get there, I realized my, my script was flipped when I was 13 years old. If it is true these are gravitationally propelled, then space and time we know is interconnected where you could literally fall into place. Imagine pushing your fist on a bed with a bowling ball on it. The bowling ball falls to that divot you've created in the bed. So I realized we might be wrong with how we think these things travel. I said, we're still asking the wrong questions. We're still asking the wrong questions. Are they coming here? Whatever this is, is likely not from here. Whatever this is demonstrates a physical capability that we have yet to wrap our head around, but does not break our understanding of known physics. And that's important for you to know. It's not that weird for me to put these options on the table until they're dismissed because of what we already know about the function of the universe and our physics. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Done With Debt. Let me tell you, we're all dealing with it, especially in American culture, right? Because we're so credit sensitive. We have so much available credit. People take advantage of it. Often it takes advantage of them. High interest credit cards are real. Loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. Inflation keeps just taking away what you can pay, keeps you stuck in almost a paycheck to paycheck existence. Done With Debt can be a lifeline. Done With Debt 
has this ingenious new system that gives you a way to deal with debt faster and easier than you probably thought possible. See, Done With Debt analyzes all the debt options that you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills, cut interest rates. They have a skilled staff of negotiators that know how to get debt out of your life. Ready? Permanently. Done With Debt has a bunch of experts. They've been doing this and they know the best strategies to reduce and remove debt from your life. But you got to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Here's how easy they'll make it. If you go to donewithdebt.com, that's donewithdebt.com, right? D-O-N-E-W-I-T-H-D-E-B-T.com, you can find the answers to your debt problems. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from AG1. Listen, my brothers and sisters, you know that I take my health seriously, right? I'm an aging athlete. I'm dealing with long COVID. That's why AG1 is a big part of my game, and I have been taking it for many years. Why? Because it's one and done. I don't have to worry about the combinations. I don't have to worry about the price the same way. It's so much less expensive than taking all these things separately. And it's the deliverability. It's just a scoop and a glass of warm water for me, but you can put a scoop of it in whatever you want. And boop, down the hatch, and that's that. People ask me all the time, AG1, do you really take it? Yeah, it's all over my house. And I've been drinking it for a long time, and I think it works. I have partnered with AG1 for so long because they make a high-quality product that I trust to have as part of my routine every day. So, you want to replace whatever you're doing now? Start AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash ccp. That's drinkag1.com slash ccp. Check it out. So then we come back to the land of the boring and practical, which is the next. We've had this, you have a a pocket of media that are going to be continuous in their interest. So it's the, as I I asked um, representatives Luna and Burchett, well, what's next? And they said, well, look, we got to get into a skiff. And my personal assessment was, no, you need to get to your leadership. You need to get to your leadership and get them as interested in this as you are or there is no next, and you're certainly not getting in a skiff because those uh, classifications are, you know, th- that credentialing is very manipulated. And I think the president is like farther down the list than anybody would think about, you know, what his level of access is. I've been in skiffs, Chris. They let a bearded guy with tattoos with zero clearances never work for the government. I've been in skiffs to give briefings. Journalists get better information than our agency. So them not giving David Grush a skiff, that was real. I was there. I was standing there. I was there. That is bullshit. That is the same stuff that's been going on for a long time. And it's not just the skiff. And you're right. We got to get more people on this. We got to get them moving. But honestly, man, I, I, I'm so just, it's so messed up. But I can report to you that the obfuscation is so deep. The holding on to this secret it is true UFOs are real. It is true that there are what you would call government 
what people call government, there are factions within that do not want you to know this truth. Now, why? They should explain why. So how do you get to these people and have them account to somebody for what their reckoning is about this? What do you think the next step is? Yeah, man. um, The next step is asymmetric and it's multifold and it is unstoppable and it's already been done. And that's going to freak people out, but it is the truth. The, the next step is, and I've been diligently working on this, the next step is having the individuals who firsthand have been held hostage in their jobs with their clearances so they can't leave programs and get jobs outside that have to work on at a McDonald's, okay? Get these patriotic individuals who have come forward to me and other people I mean, the cat's out of the bag, man, but, you know, with other people and have them also do things like inspector general of the intelligence community, formal whistleblower complaints under PPE 19, PPD 19, which is like a a presidential order. So that's what we do is we, and by the way, a lot of that's already ready is that you have people under oath confirmed. Everything they've said is confirmed. And if our government won't let that out, it is coming out. It is coming out. And that's the first step. That's the next step. More hearings under oath, but behind the scenes is having these official whistleblower acts. And if you read that legislation by Schumer, that was not built out of a void. I can tell you exactly how that was built. That was built from knowledge. And it says, if you're hiding this stuff, as an aerospace contractor, as a defense contractor, if you're hiding this stuff, you're screwed. Second, if you have direct knowledge, we want you to come to us and tell us. Now, I got to tell you, though, be careful. I do not trust Arrow. I do not trust Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick. I made that clear on a social media post because I know something. So here's the deal. People should come forward, but guess what? Turns out to journalists you're more protected than if you go through this normal process. If you go to the ICIG, you're more protected than through the normal process. And that really hurts me to have to say, because I would love there to be a formal process that protected people. This is serious shit. People are concerned for their well-being. If you accept UFOs are real, you accept that we've been trying to work on them, you accept that that's been hidden by the government, then you must come to the logical conclusion as a logical person that there are means and tactics that are used to silence people that are asymmetric, not legal. I don't disagree with the analysis. You know, it's certainly plausible. I don't know that Schumer gets his bill through. No, 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 he didn't write it. And no, no, no. I, I mean, whoever wrote it, wrote it, and that's fine. I think it's well-intentioned. I just don't know that they get it through the Senate, let alone they get it through the Congress which means that there's not going to be this special Senate committee to receive this kind of information. So there's going to be no body to go to, to, you know, so if he doesn't pass that bill, if it doesn't become a law, well, then we're stuck at the mercy or not mercy, uh, you know, the kind of the consideration of people who are willing to get punished to say what they know, unless they can get whistleblower protection. Let, let's unpack that because you are so correct that it's like, 
worthy of us unpacking that a little bit. So there's this amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act of 2024. The first that was passed is about whistleblower protections, saying you, you've got a formal process. You go to Arrow, the all-domain anomaly resolution office, and we're going to hear you. We're going to protect you. And if what you're saying is substantive and true, then uh, you know we're going to look into that. And everybody's trusting that. And just dozens and dozens of witnesses that have firsthand knowledge that have come to me over the years is like, should I trust them? And I go, I don't know yet. Wait. So I, I nominated a few to go try. In this amendment, it goes deeper, so deep about like what they mean by having this type of stuff that you haven't you know, qualified for oversight. So that bill, if it passes, as you say, by the way, it has unanimous bipartisan, total unanimous agreement, but you're right. It needs to be signed by the president of the United States to get into law. You, you know, you're the lawyer. I'm not. Well, we all saw Schoolhouse Rock. We know that's how it works. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That, I, that's how I understand it. I'm often wrong. Just ask my wife. So if this becomes law, it feels ironclad. However, if we can't trust this organization, we're pretty screwed. But you kind of threw something in there that people might not know about. You kind of overlooked it, just throwing it in there. It's really important. You, Chris, you remember as a reporter, the church committee, you remember, uh, you probably reported on what that was at some point. You know that that's what exposed the, um, I don't know what I can say on a show, but the fuckery of, of different uh, intelligence agencies and what they did. It exposed the actual program they called MK Ultra, which is not some conspiracy theory. They were dosing Americans with LSD, with prostitutes in San Francisco, I mean, and a lot more. We only know about that because 50,000 documents were found in a warehouse after they thought they burned it all. Not to conflate the UFO thing, but just to say, the church committee made progress to the American people. We need a church committee style thing here for the UAP or UFO thing. And that is in process, and that's kind of what you mentioned, is that we might have a senatorial board dedicated to looking at this. And that's not really news yet. People aren't picking this up. You're right. That's what we need. Our representatives need to represent us. I know that's a novel idea, but that's what needs to happen. So here you are, and you are a famous reporter. You've broken tons of stories. You see that this is news, even if it ends up being something totally prosaic, which it won't, Chris. <laughs> but let's just say, I'm curious, why do you know this is news? This whole topic, why do you know this is news? Because trust is transparency. And if you don't have it everywhere, you don't have it anywhere. And I believe that it is the seed cause of a lot of the uh, division that we have right now is that if you don't have any bedrock faith that somebody's doing something the right way, then everyone can do it the wrong way. Um, Got it. And if they can't, if, if we can't even, if we can sit around and casually say, yeah, government's definitely lying, you know, until the Kennedy assassination, uh, you know, in that era of the 60s, what was so explosive about it was that Americans really did believe that government was telling them the truth most of the time, especially on what mattered. And, you know, then there was this wake-up call that, oh, these, these guys lied to us. You know, they, they lie because they're trying to protect their agenda, their power, their position, which 
we should have always assumed because these institutions are made of people and people are flawed and they will always do these things wherever they are. If it's the Catholic Church, if it's the Church of Scientology, if it's uh, IBM, if it's uh, Homeland Security, you know, they're all populated by people and subject to the same strengths and weaknesses. So if you are fighting for more information I don't even really care how important the information is. This is important information, but it doesn't have to be. The more information you get, the healthier your democracy is. The healthier the dynamic of trust and understanding um, going, whether it's who's running these programs and what are they finding and what kinds of things are you doing? Or when you want somebody to be a Supreme Court justice, they shouldn't be able to sit in a Senate hearing and say, I can't tell you what I think about any of the issues. I'd have to see the case. That's a lie, okay? They know exactly how they feel about things so much that when they don't vote with the party that put them in power, we know them by name. So that's transparency. I am all about transparency of the people who have power. Again, there's so much. Like, I wish we were just sitting around, had hours to talk about it, but check this out, man. When we say government, like, I... I love the people that I have met who are fighting for this in our government, but it, it's such a big mechanism and we never really break it down. This is not our government. It's not us versus them. I, I really want you to know that and understand that from my, just hearing my perspective, that's how I feel because there are great people, individuals that I speak with on a daily basis. You know, it's like the twilight zone for me, man, because everybody's trying to figure out what the other person knows and how to get the information. There are people that are informed on this topic beyond a shadow of a doubt. I can tell you personally, tangibly, substantively informed. It's people in Senate, gang of eight, our House of Representatives, some people are for sure informed. There are people in intelligence agencies. There are people in the DOJ. They are informed. It's surreal to me sometimes to see people talking on television who I know and are carefully guiding through their words because this is uncharted territory. They want to make an example of David Grush. When I say they, I mean the people that do not and are not for transparency and disclosure, friends of mine that are not for it from the legacy UFO programs, like the long durational ones. They say, I'm with you as a friend. But no, do not kick a sleeping dog. This doesn't get out. I go, why? Tell me why. Give me one reason why. What's so scary that you have to be daddy and keep this from the American public? Not once has somebody answered me appropriately, clearly, with facts that allow me to get behind that. Not once. And it makes me think this is all about power and control of small groups that don't want to give it up. And the closer we get to the goodies, the more pushback we're going to get. So they want to make an example of David Grush. And to clarify for your audience, watch the hearing. Watch the hearing. Watch David Grush, one of the most highly decorated intelligence officers. And that's just publicly what you know, not what you don't know that I've verified through his background. And this guy's trying with, with the former ICIG behind him, Chuck McCullough, if you know who he was, he was sitting right between me and George Knapp. And Chuck is leaning in saying, careful or no. Or careful. And I had to fight to get him under oath. They all wanted to be under oath. I had to fight to get Chuck that seat right behind so he could talk to his client during testimony under oath. 
It was so messed up, but he got there. He was there. Dave Grush wanted to tell you as much as he could, but you heard him say a lot in the appropriate setting if you have the appropriate authority and clearances, because right now there's an active investigation. They already know and have deemed it credible and urgent, the reprisal claim that he had, the information he had. They did their own investigation. They got those witnesses under oath, and they have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is true and this is real. So the question is, what is true and what is real? And that's what we all want to know. The second David Grush can tell, the second any of these dozens of dozens of witnesses who have already put their, themselves on the line privately that, that you guys don't know about, but they're going to come out, come hell or high water, then we will know. But right now he was saying, I can't tell you here because this is a public hearing. And if I do, they will literally snatch me up, put me in jail, make an example out of me and scare everybody else that wants to come forward and the cover-up continues. Do you understand why he had to talk that way? You do as a lawyer. I totally get it. Uh, and sure, is it frustrating? Yeah, but that's not on him. That's on the system. So here's my pledge. This uh, and my show on News Nation are platforms for you as you move forward, because you're going to know things sooner and better than most people. And that's a credit to you, your work, and your contacts. I'm always a call away. And I really appreciate this kind of like, you know, primer for the podcast audience about where we are, how we got here, and why we need to care. And uh, Jeremy, I'm a fan of what you're doing. And it's not easy. You'd be better off doing this really in any other space uh, again, no pun intended, of curiosity than this one because people are trying to do, the, the people who want it quiet for bad reason use the fact that people want it quiet for what they think is good reason. Like this is a waste of our time. So the people who know it's not a waste of our time use the fact that there's a stigma on it for their own purposes to keep people from knowing what they know, whatever it is. So thank you. We'll do it again. And I appreciate you. Yeah, man. And let me just finish with one thing, which is that this is news. And if people don't understand that, that's not my problem. So people will catch up. I get it. It's like an ontological shock, you know, this, the, the, this concept. But it's news. We got a long way to walk together. I don't know everything, not even close, but I, I do know a few things. I know, for example, that George Knapp and I submitted into congressional record statements. And those statements, we were supposed to testify, but we realized, you know, we're not like fighter pilots and like, I got no credibility so that, you know, everybody can come after me on social media. I thought, George, you know, he's great. But read those statements. I gave an estimate of the situation to the best of my knowledge at this exact time with an informed opinion. I stand behind what I said and it's in congressional record. George Knapp threw some atom bombs in there with his congressional statement. So that is my first tip to your audience is enjoy it, have fun, educate yourself. We're going on a ride. We're not going to be able to stop this. Whatever UFOs are, whatever they represent to humanity, we're going to get closer tomorrow to understanding that than how we are today. The only thing that would stop us is if whoever these visitors are, if they are visitors, if they're the architects of this secrecy, which would be obvious, that would be the only problem. But I'll tell you this part, people know a lot more than they're saying, and they don't want you to know. And that's a problem, but we got the medicine. So look, we have to all agree 
that there are people who know more. So there must be something to know. And that requires transparency. Not that they have to give up all their secrets. But clearly, we should be in a lot different position in terms of what we know than here for exactly the reasons Jeremy gave you. You can't have people keeping all this power to themselves and think that things end well. We need to know things in this society to keep us safe. See, the idea that not telling us keeps us safe is no more true than the idea of things that are known in the general population can also keep you safe. So we got to keep pushing. I don't know what the answers are, but I know that they are deserved. And that's my job as a journalist, to try to get the information. And what it means, we'll work on together. What it means to you is your choice. You judge. I report. You decide. Thank you for subscribing, following, watching News Nation, 8 and 11 p. Eastern, every weekday night, checking out the free agent gear, which signifies to everybody that you're a critical thinker. You're an independent. Let's get after it. <laughs>